Welcome to Canyon Hills San Luis Obispo podcast. We hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and equips you to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, would you guys stand, and as you're standing, would you take your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Today we're going to be starting in verse 24 and uh, starting a three-part series today called Worry is Worthless. Now, when I, when I put this together, I thought about doing the graphic of worry is and just doing a thumbs down, but I thought I'd put the word because thumbs down can mean a lot of different things. So whether you're turning or whether you're clicking on your phone, Matthew chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 24, and uh, we're going to read through 30. I'm reading out of the New King James Version, and we're going to talk about it. So here's what the Bible says. It says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Then Jesus goes on in verse 26. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they. And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, he will he not much more clothe you. And then Jesus says this, O you of little faith. If you're taking notes, I'd like to speak to you on the subject of worry is worthless. Worry is worthless. Would you look at your neighbor real quick and say, worry is worthless. All right, let's pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. You may be seated. All right, so here's the deal. In short, we're going to be talking about this idea of worry over the course of the next three weeks because what we know is is people worry and probably now more than ever people who maybe did not worry are starting to worry now now the reality is there's different levels of worry i don't know if you've noticed this but there's different levels of worry because there's actually different uh personalities with people so there are some people who they need to get their blood pressure checked because they don't worry about anything a matter of fact, they don't worry about it so much that their spouse is actually worried about them because they don't worry at all. They're just kind of easy going. It's like we talk a lot about slow living, right? You come out to the coast, life's just easy, don't worry, be happy. These are those types of people where it doesn't matter what's going on, they're cool, they're calm, nothing worries them. But then there's the other side of the spectrum. There's, there are those that they worry about absolutely everything it doesn't matter what matter of fact they worry so much so that if you aren't worrying they're going to do everything they can to begin to get you to worry about that too it's like they feel god has given them the spiritual gift of what it means to worry and they just they just worry about it then again two sides of the spectrum then there's the middle and that's where a lot of people may find themselves in other words they kind of worry they don't worry but because of what's going on right now they've actually begun to worry because they don't have answers to things that they used to have answers to. Now, to get us started all thinking on the same page, okay, I want to ask you guys three questions, okay? 
And you don't have to raise your hand on these questions. You, can't, you might on number two, but you don't have to do it. Um, I, I would say that if your spouse is sitting next to you, try to make sure your eyes are pointed completely forward. Don't let there be any elbows flying out. But, but three questions to begin to get us thinking and getting on the same page of this whole idea, okay? And, he, and here's question number one. And I didn't come up with this question. You might know where it came from, but it goes like this. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? That's question number one. So if you're gonna worry, how does it add an hour to your life? Question number two. Who of you have worried so much so that you think you may have actually taken a year off your life expectancy because you just worry, worry, worry? Let me throw in a bonus question. How many of you guys might think that you've actually helped somebody else lose a year of their life in expectancy because of your your worry it's like they see you coming they're like they're gone why because i'm going to use i'm going to lose a year of my life i can't do this that's the bonus question okay and then third question this one's more complicated but it really leads us to where we're going in this series okay is there anything more valuable to you than staying alive it's a complicated Big question, but in the area of worry, is there anything more valuable to you than staying alive? Now, now many of us, when it comes to questions number one and question number three, we would go, yeah, no, of course not. But, but on question number two, we, we'd probably go like, yeah, I, I'd probably do that. So let me just put it to you this way. As a friend, as a pastor, as just a guy who loves Jesus, okay, I, I want to just give you what I feel we should all know in this room about worry and it's simply this you just got to stop it you got to stop worrying all right would you guys bow your heads would you close your eyes we're going to dismiss i'm just joking although it should be that simple because when you read the words of jesus in this passage notice he doesn't say hey i kind of want you to think about this a little bit maybe you should think about not worrying he doesn't say that Jesus uses these strong words, and it simply says, do not worry. So it's, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. He, he says, don't worry about this. Now, if you think about it, worry's been around as long as there's been people. And the, re the reason that I can prove that to you is because 2,000 years ago, there was so much worry going on that Jesus himself, he had to address the issue. And what he does is he addresses the issue with definitive ideas and also a definitive answer to worry. So I want to give you the answer to worry that Jesus says, and then we're going to go back and go verse by verse through Matthew 6 to understand this idea of what it means not to worry. Here is what Jesus would say about worry for all of us to understand. Jesus said that the things that you are most devoted to are the things that will determine what you worry about. And that makes total sense because here's the reality. You're not gonna worry about something that doesn't get your attention. You, you don't care. But when you start to relate to your, your family, your spouse and your children and your job and, and all those things, those things that matter to you, what happens is, is they get your devotion and then because of that, what happens is it determines what you worry about because you care deeply about something. Now, because worry is so emotional, we don't think about that. We, we try to deal with worry in the realm of just, just pure emotion. And what Jesus says is, look, here's the deal. I wanna take the mystery out of this whole idea of worry because it's not an emotional thing. 
It's something that's very serious for us to do. So let's go back to verse 24, and we're going to go down verse by verse by verse because this is Jesus literally answering what we should do if we find ourselves worried. Verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon. So what Jesus is saying here is, is he's saying, look, you can't have it both ways. Either you're fully devoted to me or you're fully devoted to mammon. What does that mean? Well, mammon is another word for money, but in essence, it's just stuff. Everyone say stuff. Jesus is saying you can't be devoted to me fully and to be devoted to your stuff because they're always at war with one another. So you might be sitting here and you might be saying, well, wait a minute. I love God but I also love stuff. Are you thinking that? Like, I, I love both. So what Jesus does in a wonderful way is he doesn't just leave the conversation there. Verse 24, he says, look, you can't have it either way, but look at verse 25. What's the first word? It says, therefore, meaning that this therefore is pertaining back to the verse before, which is verse 24, where you can't serve God a mammon, but then he doesn't leave us there. He says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. It's pretty general though, but then he knows his audience. So Jesus goes, let me talk your language here real quick. He says, don't worry about your life. And then again in verse 25, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body and what you will put on. So he says to his audience, look, I know what you're thinking about every single day. You're thinking about these things. You're hyper-focused on these things. It's all you're thinking about. What am I going to eat and what am I going to wear? And then he goes on. So what does that look like for us today? Well, he would probably say, don't worry about if you're gonna be able to retire. Don't worry about whether or not your kids are gonna get into that school. Don't worry if you're going to be single for the rest of your life. Don't worry about whether or not you're going to be able to find a job that you love. Don't worry, he would probably say today, don't worry about what's going on in our world today. He would say, stop worrying about that. Don't worry about life. So then the person might say, well, wait a minute. Okay, Jesus, so are you saying that it's not important that we have food to eat or clothes to wear? Because he says that. Jesus later says, no, no, no. It's not that he's saying those things aren't important. The point of his conversation is that retirement is, is important. School is important. A job is important. Kids are important. Your health is important. But here's the deal. You're not to worry about them. He's not saying those things don't matter. He's just saying, don't worry about it. In other words, his point is simply this, is that there's uncertainty related to all of those things, but just don't worry about it. If I could put it to you this way, you can write it down. There is a way to face uncertainty tomorrow, but not worry about it today. Yeah, you don't know what tomorrow holds, but you don't have to worry about it. Yes, it's uncertain. Got it. We all agree. You don't have to worry about it. So then he says this, okay? So Jesus says, look, when it comes to your life, however you define it, don't worry. So then you might be saying, okay, well, Jesus, help me understand this a little bit more. And then Jesus starts to get more specific. The end of verse 25, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? 
So what Jesus is doing is he's pulling these people out of this hyper-focus. Everyone look at me real quick. And if you're watching online, just stare crazy into the screen. Okay, look. So many times in our lives with the things that we're worrying about, you're hyper-focused on it. It's all you think about. When you wake up in the morning, you're thinking about it. When you're going throughout your day, you're thinking about it. When you're even having conversations with people that you know and they're actually saying words towards you in a conversation, you don't hear what they're saying because you're worrying about these issues. And so what Jesus is saying right here in verse 25 is he's trying to take you from this hyper focus here and he's trying to get you to see this big picture. Because if he can get you to see the bigger picture, you'll realize that the things that you're worrying about aren't worth worrying about because worry is worthless it doesn't add a single thing into your life so then what does jesus do he goes a step further now remember he's speaking to a certain audience and he knows their language watch what he does here verse 26 he says look at the birds of the air now if you're in that that conversation you're going what look at the birds in the air I don't got time to look at birds in the air. Jesus, I need a job. Jesus, my wife or my spouse, I mean, my husband, he's driving me crazy. My kids, they are not listening. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And you want me to stop and look at birds. That's what's going on here. Jesus, I, I... I don't, I can't do all that. And I think sometimes Jesus just sits back a lot like we do for those of us who have younger kids when they're throwing a tantrum because they can't do something. And then these are the next words. Are you finished? You ever done that before? You ever just let your kid just cry it out on the ground and pound it and go, okay, are you done now? I think Jesus is doing the same thing here because they're so worried about so many things and they start complaining. And Jesus is saying, look, look at the birds. Now watch, let's look at verse 26. Look at the birds, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. He's addressing their culture. In other words, he'd be saying it to this way. They don't have a 401k. They didn't get a college education. The birds didn't worry about their kids breaking bones. I mean, have you ever seen what a bird does to their little, little birdies? I don't know the other word for that, okay? Literally, when they want them to fly, you know what they do? They kick him out. There's a, some parenting tips for you right there. I mean, if you're thinking about birds here for a moment, they, they come in and they, they're in a light little nest, and when mama's like, hey, look, it's time to go, kaboosh, bird goes out. In other words, they don't have a care in the world. They, they don't sow and, and they don't reap. Now look at verse, the end of verse 26. Yet your heavenly father feeds them are you starting to see this they don't have a worry in the world a care in the world because they know that their father feeds them simply put they're taken care of so what does jesus say at the end of verse 26 he says this are you not much more valuable than they everyone look at me real quick do you believe that you mean more to God than a bird? You can answer that one if you want to. Yes? Congratulations. That is one of the greatest statements of faith that you can actually declare. That God actually 
cares for me. That I don't have to worry about a single thing because I mean more. Now here's the deal. I'm not trying to say go into denial about things. Because I understand the uncertainty of tomorrow. Many of us have things in our lives right now that we just don't know how it's going to play out. I'm not saying go into denial about it. What I'm saying, though, even to myself included, is stop worrying about it. Matthew 26, 27, Jesus carries on. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? The other translations would say could add an hour to your life. So why do you worry about clothing? Then he says this. He goes from birds to this. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. In other words, he's saying, you guys labor and you spin, and yet you still worry. He begins to talk about the flowers on how they're lazy, and they do nothing, yet they look beautiful. They just are. Verse 29, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like any of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? I want you to get ready to write this down. I'm saying it to myself. I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it respectfully. If worry is dominating your life, here's the thing. Worry is a faith issue at the end of the day. Worry is expressing little to no confidence in God's willingness and ability to take care of you. Here's the statement I feel people get stuck on. Well, I know God can, but I don't know if God will. I know he can, he's God, but I don't know if he will. I know God can take care of me. I know God can help me get into a good school. I know God can help me meet the right person. I know God can ensure my future. I know he can, I know he can, I know he can. I just don't know if he will. It's a lack of faith. And we have to consider it, all of us. We have to consider the fact of, do we or do we not trust God? So here's the question. What if, everyone say what if. What if you could wake up every day and live your life as if you were absolutely confident that God was your heavenly father and that he could be trusted? What would your life look like? Saying this, I'm even preaching to myself. What would life look like if I woke up in the morning and said this, God, it's totally under control. 1,650 boxes every Tuesday. They're going to be gone. Why? Because you're God. So I trust you. I won't worry about it. Let me tell you where this series came out of. Your pastor panicking and worrying two weeks ago yes we'll take the boxes what do you need forklift pallet jack volunteers parking lot forklift 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 1650 boxes represents 1650 people every single tuesday until the end of the year i don't even know the math but it's got to be over 20 weeks and I'm worrying. It wasn't even my idea. It was God's. And I'm worrying. But what if I just woke up in the morning and said, 
Done deal. What would my life look like? And I'll be honest with you. It would look a lot better than it has the past couple weeks inside of this dome right here. My poor wife, she's like, are you good? I'm like, I think I am. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm up in my office getting all emotional. Not because I'm scared or fearful, but just like, <laughs> And then all of a sudden, it's as if God just goes, what do you worry about? Because there were so many things on my mind. I mean, here we are. We're sitting in a room right now. I'm so thankful you're here. And I know some of you watching online, you're not coming, and that's okay. But I'm like, God, in the middle of everything going on, we're going to do this, and we're going to try to get volunteers in a time where everyone's kind of just being careful, and that's totally fine. And how are all of these pieces going to fit together? And then God's like, why are you worrying? I'm like, that's a great question, God. I should not be worrying. And here's what I know to be true. That might be my worry. But what's yours? Some of you can answer that just like that because you walked in here with it and you think you're going to leave out of here with it. But I'm hoping today that you're going to be pushed towards Jesus and not worry. I'm preaching to myself, worry is a faith issue. Do I or do I not trust God? Do you or do you not trust God? Because your life would look really good because worry is worthless. So let me just give you three takeaways real quick as we close our time. Just three. Three things that I want you to consider throughout this series, but specifically this week. Takeaways from, from today. Number one, worry is a waste of time. That's something that I want you walking away with here today. It's a waste of your time. It will never add anything. My, 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 my buddy said this when I was worrying about this whole deal. He says, don't ask worry to do what it's incapable of doing. Worry is a waste of time. When your brain starts to get attached to something that you have no certainty or control over, you need to remind yourself that it is a waste of your time. Secondly, do what you can do and trust God with the rest. At the end of the day, that is a biblical principle from the Old Testament all the way to the new. You gotta do what only you can do and God will take care of the rest, which means at the end of the day, when our brains start to go down the worry trail, we say, whoa, time out. Let me ask myself a question. If David encouraged himself in the Lord, I'm convinced we can talk to ourselves when we need to, even in the middle of public. So here's the question, worry's coming. All right, hold up. Have I done all I can do? Yeah, God, I think I've done all I can do. All right. Rest is in your hands, God, because I've done all I know to do. I've been responsible. So do what only you can do and let God do the rest. Third and lastly, you have to know and remind yourself that worry is an indication of our greatest devotion. You will only worry about the things that you care about. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on social media to hear more about what God is doing through our church at Canyon Hills San Luis Obispo. For more information, visit us at canyonhills.com.